Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Tattoo Home Wreckers, where my co-host just slapped the shit out of her own hands too hard. <laughs> we don't have a clapper. We need to get a clapper. Yeah, I don't think they're very expensive. I feel no. like it'd be so cute if we could get like a pink one or like an aquamarine one. Um, but welcome back. Uh, it's been a while since you've heard from me. Guy and Caboose recently just did an episode, which I'm very excited to listen to. I haven't listened to it yet, but I did get the spark notes. And we were just going to piggyback off of um, what they talked about, which was growth. So yeah. the theme of today's episode is growth with Callista. <laughs> ballista. <laughs> oh, no, not ballista. I know. I She comes out whenever she feels like coming out. So yeah. growing. Um, what's it like growing with me? Wait, the first thing I asked Kibis was, what oh, yeah. does growth mean to you? What does growth mean to me? Y'all, we didn't prep that, so she has no idea. That's okay. Um, growing to me means um, improving yourself, not only just physically, by, you know, really taking ownership of your health and your fitness and your um, nutrition, but uh, growing mentally and emotionally. Um in the sense that, like, you know, just growing a better understanding of yourselves, yourself and other people around you and um, growing in relationships. So growing in all aspects of your life. That's what I love that growing is like to me. What's growing like to you? Well, you'll have to listen to the fast episode to hear that answer. The There is some uh, wrecking balls over there going, Calista didn't do her homework. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um, we already heard Guy's answer. Can we skip this Fair, part? fair enough. Um, okay, so then your question for me, now that we know what growth is for you. Yes. You don't know what growth means to me. I don't. So. That's okay. But, Surprise. Uh, my question to you, I guess, mm-hmm. is um, what has it been like growing with me? For those of you who don't know. Um, I don't know if, like, age... I feel like age in a growth episode has a lot to do with it. Guy has known me since I was 19. She's so. still 19 to me. Yeah. She's well, still ex- a child. Explain a, explain a little bit about your timestamp um, with people. So, uh, I don't know if this applies to everyone, but it very much applies to me. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the only exception being Caboose, because yeah. he feels... I guess because we've grown up together for so long. Yes. Because we got together when we were 20. Um, so he feels like timeless, essentially, the same mm-hmm. way I feel like ageless. Yes. Because in my brain, I'm still like a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have this thing where when I meet someone and they're a specific age, it's like they just stay that way. So like I met my stepdad when he was 34. Mm-hmm. And to me, he is always 34. So it's really weird thinking about the fact that I am 35. So I am now a year older than he is, even though I know that that's not how it's like time physically. Works. Physically, that's yeah. not true, but like mentally. But in my head, I'm like, oh, he's 34. Mm-hmm. So then every time people are like, oh, what birthday is it? I'm like, I don't. Is it his 36th birthday? <laughs> like, I think that's the birthday it is. That's funny. Um, and so my timestamp with Gaia is like 19. 19. So right. to me, you're a kid, and you'll always be a kid, mm-hmm. um, even though you're definitely not a kid anymore. No, but I I do I do still feel like a kid. I don't think that feeling ever goes away. I think if yes. that feeling goes away, you fucked up. I think that yeah, I I think um there's some like inner healing to do with your inner child mm-hmm. if that feeling ever goes away. Yeah. And um oddly enough in an episode about growth, there is a lot of stigma with being called a kid. Yeah. Which is so weird to me. Why? Like I, why I don't understand that either because like when people like obviously if someone like my age calls me a kid, I'm going to laugh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, or someone younger than me calls me a kid, I'll probably have a good chuckle. No one's done that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Watch people do it now. <laughs> I'm probably honest. It's like the whole sweetie darling. Or yeah. like when, if someone calls me like any sort of like what normally is seen as like a terrible pet name. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. you called me doll face. I love it. Love doll face. Yeah. Um, doll. So I probably love it. But like, I think the only person that calls me kid is like Donna from Tattooed Arm. And mm-hmm. like, I've always like loved that she called me kid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because um, I also think there's just like a, an ownership to it when someone's like, you're my kid. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean, you know, I obviously didn't have you physically. No. But, like, I see it as, like, a responsibility to um, help guide you through life. Absolutely. And as, um, I think that's where, to bring tattooing into, like, this conversation, that's where a lot of people, I wouldn't, I guess mess up might be the right word. There's really no way to, like, eloquently or nicely say this. But that's where a lot of people mess up with their apprentices Mm -hmm. is um, the fact that when you have an apprentice, like, A... (laughs) It's like taking on a kid. It really is like adopting a kid um, because they're never not your responsibility. And if you think that just because they graduated and that's just it, no, dude, you're still that person's mentor for the rest Mm -hmm. of their life, you know? Yeah, I think it's something that, like, for me, it's that, that, like, apprenticeship mentor um, Mm -hmm. relationship does not just mean, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you how to tattoo. Because I think that tattooing, I think a lot of careers, honestly, I don't think ours is special this way. I think so many careers take up such a huge part of your life, like Mm -hmm. energy-wise, that you shouldn't be just showing up and being like, hey, let me show you how to operate a machine. Let me show you how to do a consultation. Let me show you just these like basic, basic fundamentals of tattooing Mm -hmm. but it's hey let me show you the ethics behind like my beliefs for tattooing like and the relationship you can have with clients and the connection and like the entire like my personal ethos for it Mm -hmm. and I think that like that's what a you should be looking for in a mentor but that's what mentors should be delivering absolutely because if you think about like the most fundamental teachers you ever had in school Mm -hmm. they didn't just show up and teach you math they taught you about life Oh my god, yes. And I love the way you put that. Um, Because it's not just like personal ethos with tattooing. It is Mm -hmm. personal ethos with life, too. Yeah. You want to find a mentor that like you do honestly click with and Mm -hmm. you do have the same like a very similar moral compass. And I'm not saying the same moral compass. Everybody's moral compass is slightly different. But very similar beliefs. um, Just not towards tattooing, but outside of tattooing in your lives as well. Yeah. And like um, there are certain things. It's I relate tattooing a lot, like dating, um, and sometimes it just simply doesn't work out, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You gave it your best shot, but um, yeah, you you met me at a very like pivotal time in my life. Very, um, it, there was a lot of change happening because I was like what fresh out of community college, um, just bright eyed and bushy tailed about like being able to like be in the industry because the second I was able to like just hang out at a tattoo shop that meant the world to me um and when I was 19 and we met I was like at the peak of just like just in my mental illness like depressed but not doing anything about it 
you know, if anything, I was exacerbating my own mental illnesses of like being depressed and anxious, not only because like, sure, those feelings like were real and like what I was going through was real, but like also I was exacerbating it because I just didn't have the language that like we have now where like a lot of the things that I was excited about, I I would just turn it into a negative thing and be Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I have really bad anxiety around this. And then you introduce the concept of, are you excited? Because they feel the same in the body. And like, that's like, that to me, when I was 19, wasn't a nice thing to hear, but that's what I needed to hear. You know? (laughs) I think that's like, that's a part of growth that like, growth can be painful. Yes. So when you're, and like, it's, being a teacher is not fun in that sense. Oh my God, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Um. I often feel like a bad guy because mm-hmm. I ask those hard questions or I say those hard statements. Yes. Um, and it's because those statements, you know, I learned them as well. They were said to me mm-hmm. or like in, you know, that wasn't said directly to me. That's Brene Brown's mm-hmm. um, work. But, you know, she spreads that knowledge. So obviously it was said to me in that sense. Yes. Um, and then going and continuing that message that you know that like this can genuinely like help someone's life and like affect their life because just changing that language of like are you anxious or excited because viscerally they feel the same and scientifically yes scientifically in the body they feel the same Uh and your choice is whether or not you you decide Mm -hmm. i am anxious about this or i am excited and then the word that you put on it will then determine how you're going to perceive the situation. Mm -hmm. And so having that, like, lesson was a hard lesson for me to learn as well. Yeah. Um, But being able to pass that along, there is, like, a beauty in that when someone accepts it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, like, you you know me, I have those hard conversations with people all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people don't accept it. Yeah. And then it's, like, hard because you are presenting people with these hard topics and they think you're a bad guy for it. Yes, because, you know, you dare challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost one of those things where you dare challenge the way that they feel. Yeah. And, again, it's not an attack on them. But, like like you said, growth can be painful. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, what they say about the truth. Like, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. <laughs> and to me, like, I don't know, I feel like we present um people with a lot of opportunities for growth Mm -hmm. and um there's really no other way to do it other than like just saying what's on your mind and like we're very clear on like we're just gonna stumble through this this is hard to say and i'm sure this is gonna be hard to hear but like there you go like you're not helping yeah anxiety or like (laughs) to be clear to listeners we say that to each other a lot Mm -hmm. um i would say probably at least three or four times a week, we'll be talking about something mm-hmm. and I will not know like an eloquent way to put it. And yeah. I'll just say, okay, the, I, this is, might sound me and I'm just going to say it. And then like, she knows it comes from a place of love. Oh, for sure. Um, and so does always, Kaboos. yeah, that it <laughs> yes. comes from a place. And when you preface with that, like, Hey, I don't know the nicest way to say this. Mm-hmm. So then we say it and then it allows us to like break it down in different ways yes which also is a great segue because yeah. when i find myself having hard conversations with people too i've realized that like a lot of the times i want to do the easy thing and just brush the problem under the rug and just not acknowledge it mm-hmm. but um it is a great segue into a hard conversation that's where i found a lot of growth um where i'm now able to be like listen there's no way around this there's no way for me no other way for me to say it but this is how it is and x y and z 
you yeah. know? And just knowing that, like, their reaction is not my responsibility, that's also a big mm-hmm. growing point. Um, yeah, accepting that, like, hey, look, however you take this, like, yes. as long as I present it to you from a place of love, because mm-hmm. for me that is, like, the center of everything, where it's, like, if I'm presenting you with a problem, it's because I care enough about our relationship mm-hmm. that I want to fix it. Um, or if I've, like, seen, like, you know, like, possibly, like, toxic habits. Yeah. Then, or, or even where I am doing those things, and I'm like, hey, I need your help addressing these issues. Mm-hmm. Then having those hard conversations allows you to like grow as like as a relationship oh my gosh yes and it's like um you i got this from the sparks notes version of uh guy and caboose's episode but when um caboose was relating growth to like a tree Mm -hmm. you know and it's growing in all different directions i also was just like yeah that a, it's beautifully put, but also, you know, there's a lot of internal work. The tree is not just growing outside and you see the branches. It's also growing underneath the ground. The roots are yeah. spreading, you know, and that to me symbolizes like connection with people that like hard growth is like, you know, you're spreading out and connecting with all mm-hmm. the other trees around you. Oh, I love you know? that. Because <laughs> that's what they do, yeah. right? Scientifically, I don't know. <laughs> Some trees well, do I that. saw it as like the roots were like that internal yes. work that you're doing yourself. Also that, yeah. But I love that that internal work then connects you to mm-hmm. other people who are also doing their internal work. Absolutely. So then you have this whole like community. A forest, you know? Yeah. That's like, that's your people. Um, And I feel like a lot of people, and this is also hard to say now to say it out loud, mm-hmm. a lot of people people don't want to grow unfortunately like I, I come I run into the problem a lot where like someone's like I'm struggling with this and I'm like well you know it's probably because you do x y and z and yeah. you're in this cycle and they do not want to hear it you yeah know? or they'll they'll go yeah no absolutely no you're for sure I should absolutely get on it and then get back into the cycle mm-hmm. and there's nothing for me to do I've already presented you with like hey these are your habits and this is why you're feeling miserable mm-hmm. and like I'm very big on like Take ownership of your mental health and your physical health. Like, this is your life. You are able, and I get it, there are certain parameters that we cannot change. Um, but you are able to, at, to the best of your abilities, you should, yeah. to your biggest potential, take ownership of your life and just run towards it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely agree. With, well, I think that's the thing is that I think a lot of people choose that easy option of saying hey i don't control this mm-hmm. where it's like look if you you know like we'll just harp on women's rights yeah we don't currently control what's going on within our government mm-hmm. however you have a choice you can either just roll over and say okay this is how it is done yeah or you can use whatever emotion you have about it whether it be like in my case like it's very like very passionately angry Mm -hmm. um and like when caboose and i and you like when we were all talking about it and caboose just got frozen in anger yeah and i was like okay but like how about we take that anger and we channel it into doing good absolutely and for me it's very much like i am so um like solution based Mm -hmm. that i'm like so instead of getting stuck here where i'm gonna say hey I'm pissed off about this and then just making a couple posts on social media and being like, well, there you go. I expressed my anger or like just yelling with some people. I say, okay, let's take this because anger is just your body's way of letting you know that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's saying, hey, something is wrong. How do I 
fix this. Yeah. And even if I cannot fix the big problem right now, I can go individually to people and change their minds. Yeah. And I can go to people and be like, hey, donate your money. Donate your time. Like, help people in need right now. And also, let's, like, address this long term. This is, And I yeah. think that for a lot of people, the easy option mm-hmm. – well, actually, we're going to touch on that in a second – the easy option, I say that in quotations, mm-hmm. is to not do anything mm-hmm. because that doing something can be painful. It's, you know, yeah. when you are, mm-hmm. when you stand up for anything, people are bound to dislike you. Especially as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, no matter what you stand up for, someone's going to fucking hate you for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people then won't stand for anything. But then, like, we were discussing this earlier that, like, uh, change and growth are painful, mm-hmm. but we um, came across the idea that, okay, it might hurt for you at that moment to have a realization of, like, you know, the realization mm-hmm. that I participated in systemic racism mm-hmm. and and still being a white presenting person. Yep. Um, I do. I'm part Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I was like, that's probably fucking weird. People are like, uh, bitch, you're white. Um, <laughs> you're like, which I am, clarify. yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, having... Like, it sucks every day knowing that, like, there are people that suffer because they don't look like me. Mm-hmm. And that, like, there is privilege that I have. Yep. But instead of just being like, hey, I'm going to bury my head about this. And knowing that, like, I have participated in those, like, systems mm-hmm. and continue to benefit from those systems. Yep. I then say, okay, swallow that hard pill. Because mm-hmm. first off, my pill is nowhere near as hard as anyone else's to fucking swallow. Yep. With the exception of white men, there's like the only one that's better than mine. Their pill is slightly smaller than mine. Um, but like accepting that and like having that momentary pain for me means that I'm willing to change so I'm not causing long term pain for others. I love that. Yeah. Other so, than the other way around. Yeah. Where which you is skip if that I pain. refuse to fucking change, mm-hmm. which kind of goes back to what Kubis and I talked about last episode, where he mm-hmm. had that thought process of, you married me the way I am. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm not changing. You get over it. And it's caused years of like turmoil. Yeah. Because where I have grown and changed and the world has grown and changed, he's like, this is me. This is who I am. Done. Mm-hmm. It's like those people who like decide, okay, I'm a Republican at the age of 18. And then can like look and be like, wait, the Republican Party no longer agrees with anything I agree with. Yeah. Um, but they still run around saying I'm a Republican because the idea of changing that right. is so scary versus just being like, hey, look, dude, you are not these things. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and, like, change it there because then you're going to cause less pain mm-hmm. elsewhere. I think that's, yeah, that's where I'm really grateful about, like, because there's, I don't know, at one point. In my, like, adolescence, that was a big deal on the internet, um, especially when, like, politics were, like, being brought up. And um, there was a big, big deal about, like, hey, change is good. Like, you should yeah. be constantly adapting mm-hmm. your beliefs and, like, looking at, like, I don't know, look at the evidence around you. Look at the people mm-hmm. around you. Look at the people who are being hurt. Yeah. And just... If you need to change your belief, there is no harm, no foul in that. We welcome you with open arms. Like, I think it's the weirdest thing that it's like part of this American culture that 
if somebody changes their mind about something, they're like, oh, well, you're flip floppy. Like, nah, dude, there's a difference between evolving and growing, which is the very scientific method. It's Mm -hmm. I have a fucking hypothesis. I do this. I say, oh, shit, that hypothesis was wrong. Here is the actual results. Absolutely. Or I have this hypothesis. Oh, look, I've done this experiment. It backs it up. Cool. My hypothesis is right. But there is no, like, ooh, yes, good job. My hypothesis is right. Like, no, dude, you should just be, like, constantly like, re-evaluating things and evolving to be, like, hey, let me change my beliefs. Because, like, quite frankly, it was super hard for me with, like, police brutality. Mm -hmm. That one hit super close to home because my dad was a police officer. Mm -hmm. My aunt was a police officer. Mm -hmm. And then to be, like, wait, I have to look at police officers in this different light and you can't play that bullshit of just a couple bad apples oh yeah when so much of it is happening so much evidence so much Mm -hmm. evidence around it and again like being able to take the time to be like okay i'm gonna set aside my personal interactions yeah with the people that i love who are police officers Mm -hmm. and know that like i'm gonna again read the look around and see who's getting hurt Mm -hmm. instead of being like hey this makes me feel uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. i loved that my dad was a police officer because i saw it as serving people which was very much why he did it same as my aunt Mm -hmm. however That does not mean that, like, just because they were good, everyone is good. Yep, absolutely. And so looking at the actual, like, issue at hand, and I think that's, like, part of growth is looking at your own beliefs and being like, hey, how have I participated in, like, not doing the best I could be doing Mm -hmm. and then evolving those, like, thought processes? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think about it a lot, too, because, I don't know, I... A lot of people think that it is, again, an attack on themselves Mm. somehow for, like, changing their beliefs or, like, just accepting, um, I don't know, not fault, but, uh, gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? But just accepting that, like, yes, you had a part to play in it. Like, honestly, dude, feel guilty about it, but, like, move on. But, yeah, I think that's (laughs) that, like, hey, like, take a minute to be like, hey, I feel bad Mm -hmm. and then say, what can I, like, honestly, what can you do to feel better about it? I gen- yeah, I channel whenever I feel guilty about anything. Well, I shouldn't say anything because like as someone who was like raised to be a people pleaser mm-hmm. and now has like been able to break that down. Um, but growth when, right there. Growth right there. Um, but when I do feel guilty for like a valid thing and like, you know, I accidentally hurt someone or like I played a part in this systemic like fall of Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I take that energy and I channel it into, again, being better, growing. Yeah. You just take that energy. You don't have to just sit in this guilt and, like, mm-hmm. throw a pity party and just be like, I'm the worst person ever. No, you take that energy and you become better. Yeah. And I don't. that's kind of how energy works. You can just keep on recycling it into something that, like, is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, no, I've, I've, I feel like I've exponentially changed as a person in the last like few years that we've been friends. Yeah, I, um, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Not, not that you've changed. I mean, obviously you have grown mm-hmm. a lot, but I feel like I've changed because like you've taught me, we've talked about this before, like a lot mm-hmm. more like body positivity. Right. And a lot more like accepting myself for who I am and I touched on this last episode how like my current thing is like looking at myself right now with kinder eyes not the whole like looking at past pictures with kinder eyes Mm -hmm. because I had that this literally this morning Mm -hmm. where I got like 
pictures from 12 years ago that popped up in my time hop. And I was like, damn, I look way hotter now than I did then. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I showed her the pictures before this episode. And like, y'all, I'm definitely better looking at this point than I was then. And like, that feels really good because somebody, as somebody who has like a lot of body dysmorphia and -hmm. a lot of like issues around food, um, to be able to like come to this truly healing place, understanding that, I might spend the rest of my life having um, problems with eating and food and stuff. Um, I'm not going to say I will because I don't know. I might fucking unlock that key one day. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Um, Or this might just be an ebb and flow situation where sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm not so good. Yeah. Um, And just kind of accepting that, like, always looking to be better in it. Mm-hmm. but being able to celebrate all the little wins so I don't wake up every morning being like, oh, I hate my body, but instead being like, bitch, you're hotter than you used to be, so, like, who knows? You might get hotter in 10 fucking years. Absolutely. Age like fine wine. Yeah. And while you do that, like, learn to love yourself in yeah. this moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that love should only, like, grow. Yeah. And I've been a very big believer of, like, dude, you got one body, you got one vessel in this life, mm-hmm. like, you've got two options. You either hate it for no reason, you hate it because other <laughs> yeah. people tell you to hate it or you fucking own it and you go fuck yeah i love this and you have fun with it like that's something you've taught me is Mm -hmm. that like you know like makeup and beauty and all that Mm -hmm. um is very much disposable that like you just okay so you have fun with it is my makeup look everyone's favorite no Mm -hmm. does it fucking matter no No. do i like it yes absolutely that's all that matters yes and that's my thing is like when you see someone and you're like oh my god this outfit is something else Mm -hmm. but like you meet them and they're just so like confident i'm like fuck yeah good for you if that if that's what makes you feel like your best self if dressing your vessel in this makes you feel like a fucking warrior Mm -hmm. then go for it yeah absolutely i think it applies to so many things so it's even like with art like Mm -hmm. okay someone does a tattoo that i'm like that's fucking hideous (laughs) as long as it's done it's executed well. That's yes. all I care about. But stylistically, you have tattoos mm-hmm. that stylistically, I'm like, oh, I don't love that stylistically. Yep. But are they executed well? Yes. Yeah. So then I'm like, bam, that's it. That's all it. I care about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is because like you love it and <laughs> you rock the fuck out of it. And then because you rock the fuck out of it, I'm like, that's awesome. That's hot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, the energy is so yeah. real and people can feel it, you know, mm-hmm. when you really come into yourself and like, come into again loving yourself and just owning it yeah and i think there's only one more point i want to make about like growth something that i've learned that no one i I feel like no one ever really talks about coming into adulthood Mm -hmm. and this is one thing that i've struggled with a lot um not so much now but no one told me as an adult that um so your life is always fluid there's always going to be movement yeah. And there's always going to be different patterns and different things that happen. And so to be like real, I guess, and honest, I used to get really frustrated at myself for um, my like workout routine, uh, whether it be in the morning or at night. And I'd get frustrated myself like, why the fuck do I not like nighttime workouts anymore? And that always happens during summer. And then during winter, I get really mad at myself like, I can't work out in the morning anymore. Why isn't this working? Like, I just don't understand. But now I've come to realize, oh my God, like, your habits along with your life are meant to be fluid. Yeah. And the more you're accepting and flexible and fluid with your habits, stick with them, obviously, but like accept that they're not always going to look the same. Dude. Absolutely. This is yeah. being an it's adult. It's the worst thing we do to kids. Yeah. We put them in this routine of school that says this is what it looks like every single day. 
five days a week, this is your life. You have this routine. You have this habit. Mm -hmm. And we don't give them the freedom to, like, kind of move around with that. Yes. It's very concrete. Like, this is the time you wake up. When you get dressed, this yep. is when you go to school, this is when you have a recess, mm-hmm. and then this is when you go home. Yep, and then this is when you go to bed. Yeah. And so by giving them this, like, very, like, set structure means that as we grow up, we tend to miss out on the idea that, like, here, I can go to bed, I can fucking go to bed at 10 o'clock tonight, I can go to bed at fucking 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Um, and genuinely... Whenever I go to bed is when I go to bed. Yeah. If I decide that's enough sleep, that's enough fucking sleep. Mm -hmm. And, like, being able to, like, ebb and flow with that instead of being, like, everything has to be structured. Yes. Is something that I think is, like, one of the best things that, like, I've learned is to just be like, oh, no, sometimes you want to fucking work out at night? Perfect. Yeah, right? But, like, you have to adjust your habits for whatever currently works for you. Absolutely. Like, again, stick with your habits. And I think that was my problem is I, I was just so rigid with mm-hmm. them a lot. And I did not give myself enough grace. Well, I think that's grace. why people quit. It's yes. because people don't want yes. to adjust and change to be like, hey, let me try something new. And then if this doesn't work, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Let me just fine tune it. They'll just fucking upend the whole thing. Or they'll say, hey, I'm going to just like start over completely instead of being like let me just like wiggle stuff around and see mm-hmm. what fits and see yeah constantly your life is like a puzzle you're mm-hmm. just constantly you yeah wiggle shit just, around yeah just constantly wiggling <laughs> yeah figure out what works for you stick with your habits still but know that like you do need to give yourself grace mm-hmm. as an adult because like i totally struggled with that yeah. for, for a long time but not so much now not so much anymore yeah, i mean i still growing still get mad at myself every fall being like, why aren't I waking up early anymore? But then now I realize. Maybe not this fall. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe this fall will be different. We're hoping for different yeah. results, different feelings. Um, okay. So thank you so much for everyone that has joined us. We are right at our 30 minute mark. So the camera's going to die in like two seconds. Yep. Um, and we will be back next week. And thanks for your patience with us being sick and traveling. Yeah. We appreciate so. it. Excited to come out with more episodes. So yes. we will see you next week. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>